Hi, welcome to the first episode of Unqualified with me, Megan Everett. Um, Today, I thought I'd just start this podcast with a short explanation of what we're doing here and tell you a little bit about my background and why I decided to start this. So Unqualified is mostly guests who are entrepreneurs themselves um, and who work in the startup world. So I'm really excited to bring their wisdom to you. We have some amazing guests who have recorded so far, um, and we're going to be on weekly. So every Wednesday night, a new episode will drop, and you can listen anywhere. Um, I would really appreciate it if you guys would go ahead and give me a five-star rating and a review just to help me out. Um, And I am so, so grateful for all of you who are spending a half hour with me tonight. So unqualified is based on the idea that a lot of us start our businesses without MBAs or without experience and imposter syndrome sets in pretty quickly that we don't know what we're doing. And other people are also telling us that we're not qualified to do it. So at some point we realize that we are. And so we're going to talk about everything from starting your business to having lulls in sales, to dealing with teams, how to manage teams, failures. Um, So many of our guests have had like major, major things happen in their lives when they're like just starting their businesses. Um, One of our like early guests goes through a divorce right in the beginning, like as she quit her other job and was going full time into her business. Um, So we'll talk about relationships, how like really, really awesome times in our business can really be harmful to our relationships because we have to learn balance. So very real talk with real founders about real life. And I'm so, so excited to tell you a little bit about mine. Um, It's not all like unicorns and rainbows and pretty selfies on Instagram, although the last few months... I've kind of made it about that. (laughs) Um, So to start, I started my company, Perform, about two years ago. And I had no idea what I was doing. I am not a coder. I do not build websites. I do not have an MBA. I have never run a company. The most I have done is manage a sales team and sold a couple million dollars in products a year. So fish out of water. Hello, here I am. So I am not like a natural born entrepreneur. I would say I'm a natural born salesperson though. Um, I never had these grand dreams of owning my own company. And really until about a year before I did it, I didn't even know it was something that I wanted. So I grew up in like the tiniest town, you can look it up, Miwok Village, California. Literally Miwok Village, California, not a single stop sign, sorry, not a single stop light. Um, We have a general store, no gas station. It's like literally a tiny little town on your way to other destinations surrounded by a lot of like other little towns. So there is things to do kind of, Uh, but I had this huge dream 
to not really live there anymore. Um, probably around like 10, I really knew like, I'm going to do something bigger with my life. I want to live in a city. I really want, like, I want to make a difference. Little did I know I was going to do it around sales, but that's what happened. So I went to a really small college again in a very small town in Arkansas. Um, I didn't really fit there. I was a little too like self-motivated or rebellious, <laughs> broke a lot of rules. Um, but then I went into healthcare for seven years. I managed outside clinics for like a nationwide hospital group. Um, and learned a ton about like the kind of leader I wanted to be. I had some amazing leaders, learned a lot about medicine, which I had very little interest in and then made a change to sales. Um, sales is where I really started to excel in my career and really realized like, oh, I totally have control over my income. I can decide how I build relationships. I can make friends with these people. And then I realized that I could create this entire network of people I looked up to. And I started to do that pretty early on. So I worked really hard to get promotions. Um, you know, perfectionist wannabe over here or recovering perfectionist. Um, I really, really wanted these connections. And part of it was like, I can have a bigger life. Like maybe I can do sales for them one day. In the beginning, there was no idea like this network would help me build my company, but it came. So fast forward through like the years of tech sales in San Francisco. And I was at my last company. I did very well there, but wasn't happy. And really like I gained a lot of weights. Um, and if you follow me on Instagram, you've kind of seen my health journey as well. And I didn't really know what was next, but I knew I was super unhappy and I kept trying to fix it and it wasn't getting fixed, which is so, so frustrating when you're a team member and you're like, I want to be here. I want to sell for this company. I want this to work and you just don't fit. And the truth is like, I just didn't vibe with that team and that's okay. I didn't know it at the time, but it was okay. And so about two years ago, I parted ways with that company um, and I had no plan. I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, I had some job offers. I thought about going into commercial real estate. I had some really good job offers. Um, and I remember sitting in my car after one of the interviews when the CEO had basically said, like, we're going to bring you on as our director of sales like 200 grand a year minimum and you'll get bonuses and all these things. And I went back to my car and I was talking to a friend and I told him like, this sounds like my own personal hell. And he was like a boggled. Like, what do you mean? Like a quarter of a million dollars a year sounds like your own personal hell. And I was like, no, like the money sounds great, but I've been a part of these teams before I'm going to have no control over it. They're literally just like handing me what to do and telling me to make it happen. And I don't want to run a toxic sales team. And after that conversation, I really thought like, 
maybe I'll just be a consultant for sales teams. Like I have this huge passion to change sales culture. I want it to be better. I want to help sales reps. I want them to have the resources that they need. And I really want teams to start acting like a team instead of like, you know, solo athlete over here who you're pinning against their teammates. And so I really started to think about that over the couple of weeks after that. And I was sitting in my car again. I do a lot of good thinking in my car and the shower, you know, solo places, not a lot of distractions. Um, but I was in my car in a parking lot in Oakland. I was actually in a Safeway parking lot in Oakland. I remember this very well. Um, and I was talking to another friend and I said to her, what if I just started my own company? And she said, I've been telling you for five years to start your own company. And I was like, yeah, yeah. But like that was consulting and like this is different. And I don't know that I could actually like start a tech company. Like, am I the type of person who can have a serious company? Like, can I manage a whole team? Can I be in charge of other people's livelihoods? Can I like be in charge of multiple clients at once being happy? And so I started asking this question to like multiple people while I'm having this conversation. And I promise I've gotten better at this. If you do talk to me, you get my 100% like attention now. Um, But I text the other people and I'm like, what do you think about me starting my own business? And everyone's saying yes. And it was almost like I needed that. I needed the permission from someone else and multiple someone else's to actually step into it and do it. And so as I'm having this conversation and I'm sitting in this parking lot and I'm writing on the back of napkins and I'm writing on receipts and I'm really thinking like, okay, what does this really look like? Like, what do I wish I had? What do I think actually would help? And one thing I knew would help would be teams that couldn't afford to like build out their own sales force or couldn't afford the upgrades right away needed a way to track individual sales reps quotas and for it to be visible. So it didn't need to be something that like they were tracking on a Google sheet or trying to keep track of or asking to audit every single month to see what their commissions were. It just needed to be simple. And I had created this Google sheet, I don't know, probably a year before. Um, and I was like, what if I just use this? Like, what if we code this into a software and then we make APIs to all of these other companies? By the way, so much more simple in my head than it actually is, but we got there. So we did that. And we realized very quickly that the quota tracking software actually made an amazing forecasting software as well. So there was the SaaS part of it, but it wasn't enough for me. And like the biggest thing for me on teams was one, not seeing peers that looked like me. So there weren't a lot of women on software sales teams that I was on. Um, And the conversations weren't exactly ones that I wanted to be in. So I was like, there should be a peer community. Like, I love the peer communities I'm in. Let's make that a part of it. And I've had access to these amazing, amazing people who are my mentors 
who not everyone has access to. And I really started to question, would I have had access to them if I wasn't a high-performing sales rep? And the answer was no, because the other people on the team didn't have access to them and their CEOs weren't introducing them to them. So I knew mentor matching had to be a part of it. And I had these other dreams of like also teaching people how to live balanced and like giving them tips on health and all of these things. And it got really big. So we had to scale it down to what worked, which was the software, the peer community and mentor matching. And they all work very, very well. Um, so we started that and we started working on it. Um, so September, 2017, we started, I started working on perform. I called in every single favor I had. Um, and so many of my friends did work for so much less than they would normally do. And like a nice dinner, (laughs) which was amazing. And so, so grateful for you guys. Um, but we launched six months later and I launched a software company in six months, which I look at now and think like, holy crap, how did I do that? Um, but I did. And with a ton of help, um, and we started doing sales. They were really slow, but started to pick up about July. And throughout that, like I didn't hit like face a lot of hard things in my first six months. But as soon as we launched, um, there was, and some of you have seen this and you know, because I openly talk about it, but I actually was receiving like some public body shaming from people that I had worked with previously, which was so, so hard to deal with. Um, and they were commenting on everything I posted on every blog post they actually created like fake profiles of me eating like with pictures of me eating at my old office at my desk. And it was really just like the biggest body shaming campaign I've ever seen. Um, it was super hurtful and I almost quit. It was like two weeks before we were actually launching and I got a call from Yelp asking me to promote this profile and on it was four pictures of me at like my heaviest ever sitting at a desk eating and I have never felt so small in my life so that was like number one obstacle I started getting like threatening phone calls from spoof numbers Um, I received a couple glitter bombs at my office and one at my house And while all of that sounds like really minor, when you're in the middle of building a company and you're right before you're launching, you're facing like these major things that are so, so hurtful and like hitting you to your core. It's really kind of devastating. And I hadn't built up the support network of entrepreneurs that I needed yet. And so it was almost this like moment of, like fight, flight, freeze. And I don't know what happened because, well, I don't normally give up, but I was so sure that like I was just going to give up. I was going to call these other companies and I was just going to get a job. But at some point I decided to not give up and I decided to fight. 
So that was obstacle number one that happened. Um, and over the last six months, it's actually been pretty difficult. So, you know, as I said, like Instagram isn't real life and there's not a lot we can publicly put out there when we're going through things, but a lot of it's going to be talked about here, whatever people can legally talk about. So I've shared a little bit of what's happened in the last six months. People know that there was someone involved in my company who's no longer there. Um, and that's been like a very long legal ordeal to get him out of my company and off my cap table. Um, but it's not easy. Like nothing we do that's worth it really is easy. Um, I wasn't really planning on talking about this. I guess I wasn't, I didn't really have a plan coming into this episode. I was like, oh, maybe episode one should actually be me telling people about why I'm doing this. So that's where we're at. Um, so about three months ago, I started working with a coach and it's like really, really changed my life, which sounds so like, woo, I know, but it's been amazing. And I've started to like be able to step back from this, like make really solid decisions and honestly know that like what I'm doing is best for my company while it's also best for me. So, you know, we made some really hard decisions around this situation of somebody exiting the company. Um, and I had to make like take some action that was really difficult to take. And I think that when you go through like these first things that are so, so hard, it makes you like, it does make you stronger, but it also like gives you this little like newfound confidence in yourself where you're like, oh, like I can do really hard things. I can deal with really hard situations. Duh. (laughs) So that's been interesting. So, yeah, other than that, like, it's been this amazing, amazing journey. And it's interesting. I think the other thing that, like, I always find interesting is how people deal with, like, leadership issues. So I was talking to someone yesterday and said, like, I made so, so many mistakes when I first hired. Like, I would just hire people and be like, oh, They have a college degree. They've worked in a startup before. Like, they're a self-starter. They can self-manage. I know, like, any of you who have managed people just, like, made a face and they were like, oh, no, Megan, no. People cannot do that. (laughs) Lesson learned. Um, So I think part of this journey has really been learning how to be a better leader. And it's been so, so good. But also really, really difficult (laughs) Um, I've also like made some really big hiring mistakes. Like, oh my God. Let's talk about leadership for a little bit. Um, I always used to think I was like a really good leader and a natural born leader and very quickly realized that running a company is so, so much different than running a team for somebody else's company right? 
anyone who's done that, you totally know what I'm talking about. So I made a lot of hiring errors in the beginning. Like I let other people tell me who to hire. I hired very quickly. I hired friends. Um, I had friends work for me who are no longer friends, which has been a difficult lesson. And one situation in particular I'll talk about because I have found out that it actually happens to so many more people than I thought. Um, I hired a friend as a contractor who overbilled me. And I didn't believe it when I first heard about it. My bookkeeper actually reached out to me and said like, hey, I think this invoice is triple invoiced. Like I'm looking at the work they did. I'm looking at the hours they're billing for. It doesn't add up for me. And so I started to like dig in and this person had billed us for 75 hours and only worked 17 hours. And this is someone that I have known since I was eight years old and considered one of my best friends. And so I kept trying to reach out to her and asking her for a conversation. And we had put a hold on the check because we obviously can't pay you for four times the amount of hours that you worked. Um, and over like three days, I tried to get a hold of her and she would not respond to me. She barely would text me back and would never answer my phone calls. And so I ended up getting a text message from her, like kind of going off on me about not getting her check yet. And I had to tell her in text that I knew that she had lied to me. And I approached it from a like, hey, I know for a fact that this happened. I have proof. Um, but I want to give you an opportunity to make it right. Let's have a conversation. So you can either like re-invoice us and we can have a really serious conversation or we can pay you and you can make up the hours which I felt like was incredibly generous. Um, she continued to dodge my calls for another few days. And then she decided that instead of making it right, she was going to go ahead and just stop being friends and tell everyone that I refused to pay her for work she did. And that situation was another one that was just so, so difficult. It happened like coincided with having someone exit my team who had equity. Um, and I really at that point just felt like, oh my God, like I am the worst CEO ever. Like I am not qualified to do this. I can't even hire somebody to run my social media. Like who the fuck do I think I am? But the truth was is that I just really didn't have good boundaries for people. And I wasn't managing people the right way. I wasn't checking in with them. I didn't know what they were doing. I wasn't double checking new employees to make sure the work was getting done. I was trying to be so hands off and not be that like quote bitch boss that it was actually hurting my company. And people thought that they could get away with things like this. So my number one thing in leadership that I had to learn was like, 
I'm actually so scared of micromanaging that I'm not managing at all. And that had to change. But I think we all have these lessons. Like the best part of entrepreneurship is I think like it takes us to our edges and we grow so, so much just personally that everything we learn in business, we can also bring back to our personal lives and be like, oh, I don't have boundaries in business. Like, am I holding boundaries in my personal life? Like if a friend does this in my business, am I letting them do it in my personal life? And the answer for me was like, yeah, Mag, you are. And so that was such an important, valuable lesson for me. And over the last six months, I've taken so many steps to become like a better leader, a better friend, and really a better friend to myself. So I think it's a good time to like transition into how all of this happening six months ago brought me to a point just a few months ago where I was so beat down and broken that I was really ready to quit. Like I have the successful business. It's bringing in a very good amount of money every month. And I wanted to walk away because I just felt like I wasn't enough and that I was never going to feel better. So about three months ago, I actually reached out to my coach on Instagram and I had asked him to like, basically come fix my team. Like all these things are going wrong. I don't know how to fix it. I feel like I'm such a good person. Like, can you please come help me? Um, and we had this first conversation and he actually said to me in the conversation, like, you're a fucking doormat. Like you let people walk all over you. And by the way, like, my initial response to him and I still to this day like neither of us remember if I said it but like it was implied I was like fuck you I am like I'm a badass CEO I am not a doormat nobody else would ever think that of me guys total doormat like I had no boundaries people walked all over me and it's why the things happened in my company six months ago that happened light bulb. So I started like really working on these things and like really getting to like the root of why I was doing this and the fears and like how to be a better person to myself, which meant like setting in these boundaries for people and not allowing people to do like shitty, crazy things to me. And not allowing people to talk to me certain ways, like really like kicking some people out of my life and showing other people that there are real world consequences when they do these crazy things like embezzle from a company or take money for a product and never build it. Like you can't just fuck me over. So. I feel like I just ranted for 30 minutes and maybe none of this is going to make sense, but you got a pretty good idea of who I am. Um, and I'm excited. I'm excited to have guests on. Um, next week is my friend, Alyssa Williams, who, if any of you guys follow her on Instagram is styled by E. She's 
amazing. I would call her like heart-centered, soul-activating stylist. I have never met anybody like her and I am obsessed. And then the week after that is actually my coach, Mark Groves. So amazing. He's create the love on Instagram and just uh, seriously has changed my life. So if you're not interested in what I had to say today, you may be interested in what they have to say, but I find myself pretty interesting. So stick around. Um, I'm available on Instagram is the best place to find me. It's at Megs Everett. And then perform is at perform underscore sales. And I will leave all my contact information below. Again, thank you so much for taking a half hour with me today. And please, please leave a rating and a review. Much love.